0: But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight we hear the story of Benedict of Nursia, abbot and founder of the Benedictine order. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, Amen. Hear these words of absolution and comfort. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 27 on page 299 of the prayer book. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host were encamped against me, yet my heart would not be afraid. And though war rose up against me, yet would I put my trust in him. One thing have I desired of the Lord, one thing I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord, and to seek Him in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His tabernacle. Indeed, in the secret place of His dwelling shall He hide me, and set me high upon the rock of stone. And now He shall lift up my head, above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in His dwelling an oblation with great gladness, I will sing and speak praises unto the Lord. Hearken to my voice, O Lord, when I cry unto you. Have mercy upon me and hear me. You speak to my heart and say, Seek my face. Your face, O Lord, I will seek. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight, I want to tell you a story about Benedict. Benedict, this 5th and 6th century monk and abbot, who is considered the founder of Western monasticism. He was the son of a wealthy Roman nobleman in Nursia, which is a small town in the Italian countryside. And at 14 years of age, soon after his conversion, Benedict abandoned his studies and abandoned his wealth to become a monk. He ended up writing his rule, known today as the Rule of St. Benedict, a set of guidelines on monastic theology and practice, and it's been very much the center of monastic theology and practice now for 1,500 years. It's critical, though, and this is what I find amazing about Benedict's story, is that the writing of his rule came out of an experience of real failure in monastic life, real failure as an abbot early on in his life. See, the story goes like this, that Benedict experienced monastic life at two different monasteries and then also spent three years as a hermit, completely by himself, isolated. And while he was a hermit, he met a monk named Romanus, who was a member of a nearby monastery. And Romanus would often bring Benedict food and they would study scripture together because one of the legends about Benedict is he never uh, had anything to eat. He simply prayed for it and it was provided for him by people miraculously. And so Romanus was one of those people, according to the legend. And when Romanus' monastery's abbot died, that monastic community begged Benedict to come and become their abbot. Reluctantly, Benedict agreed, and it was an awful experience as abbot there. He found the monks were lazy. They were uninterested in reading scripture, and they consistently resisted his authority. And when he tried to reform the community, the monks revolted and even tried to poison Benedict. Later, when Benedict wrote his rule— his rule for monastic life, he would call these kind of monks serabites, a term that is still used today to describe religious community members who follow their own ideas independent of any kind of church authority. What I love about Benedict's story is that this early failure of leadership, this early setback in his leadership taught him so much about sin about grace, about community, and ultimately about obedience. In his rule, he would go on to write this about the obedience of monastic life. Listen, O my son, to the teachings of your master and turn to them with an ear of your heart. Willingly accept the advice of a devoted father and put it into action. Thus you will return by the labor of obedience to the one from whom you drifted through the inertia of disobedience. See, all this he learned in failure, and it resulted, though, in Benedict having a posture of moderation and gentleness in the way he would then lead as an abbot. He understood that people were broken, people were at times rebellious, people would have their worst parts of themselves come out within the life of structured community, and therefore moderation and gentleness needed to be mixed into this life of discipleship. For Benedict, there was no one-size-fits-all approach to Christian living. Each of us, he would say, required patient wisdom of mature believers around us to help us grow. I think of those words from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Much of living in community, Benedict teaches us, is about having people around us who will mentor us, who we can watch as imitators of Christ, that we're imitating one another as we seek Christ's likeness And the goal of St. Benedict's rule is, I think, helpfully summarized in book four of his rule, where he writes this. He says, you should become a stranger to the world's ways. Prefer nothing to the love of Christ. When I go to Murfield each year, the monastic community in West Yorkshire, where I've been going for years to commune with God and rest and be restored, I get to see the Benedictine rule played out in that community. It's amazing to sit and pray the hours with the monks and eat meals with them and walk the grounds and occasionally over tea actually have conversations the one time in the day when we really do interact, talking with each other at tea time. But what I find most amazing is sitting back and watching how the members of the community interact with novices new members who are considering a monastic life, visitors, penitents coming in, seeking counsel and direction. And what I constantly see is exactly what Benedict put into his rule, a call for gentleness and love and charity in discipleship. These are men who have committed themselves to obedience, strong obedience To this rule of life, but they do so with grace. And when I look at my own life, whenever I come back from Murfield, I ask myself how much can I be reflecting that kind of disciplined, obedient life and yet doing so with grace towards others? This is the story of Benedict, the story of an ordinary saint God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A call it for peace. O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works. Give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude with prayer number 90 within the prayer book on page 672. This is a prayer attributed to Benedict of Nursia. It's a prayer for grace to seek God in every way. Gracious and Holy Father, Please give me intellect to understand you, reason to discern you, diligence to seek you, wisdom to find you, a spirit to know you, a heart to meditate upon you, ears to hear you, eyes to see you, a tongue to proclaim you, a way of life pleasing to you, patience to wait for you and perseverance to look for you. Grant me a perfect end, your holy presence, a blessed resurrection, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at christchurchplano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.